0: In today's episode, we're going to talk about spin poi. Spin poi? What is it? Is it a food or what? Let's find out. This podcast is about entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-care. My name is Lourdes, and I am the host of the show. Thank you for listening today. My guest today is Dr. Kate Regal-Van West. Dr. Kate is a scientist, artist, and entrepreneur, with a passion for play and well-being. She completed her Ph.D. in the Health and Benefits of Poi at the University of Auckland, where she conducted the first study to scientifically investigate the effects of Poi on physical and cognitive function. She was awarded the Future Leader Award from the Royal Society of New Zealand and the Best Doctoral Theses Award for her work in the poi and health field. Dr. Kate, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast interview today. How are you?
1: I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you?
0: Ah, It's good. It's, uh, let's see, 5 p.m. here in Kansas, and I know you're in New Zealand, right? It's true. Yeah, I'm in the future. <laughs> yes. So what time is it over there now?
1: It's just about 10 a.m. on a Friday.
0: Oh, so nice. Your weekend's almost over. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So one of the first questions I want to ask is, what is poi? Because I've asked my husband, I've asked a few people, uh, a couple of people said, oh, it's a Hawaiian food. And other people are like, I have no idea. How do you spell it? So what is (laughs) poi?
1: well they're not they're not wrong it it is also a Hawaiian food um the kind of poi that I'm working with is it comes from the the Maori people of New Zealand the indigenous people here in New Zealand and it's actually just a ball on a cord that's all it is and you spin it in circles around your body and make uh different patterns and um it has a history of being a form of entertainment and a game and a dance. And also the the oral history passed down says it was a way for warriors to train their dexterity and their uh, hand and arm strength before going into battle.
0: Okay. So that's interesting. So it's spelled P O I. Um, -I. Does that stand, does it stand for anything or is just the way they say it and spell it?
1: Yeah, it's not an acronym. It is the Maori word in the native language, Terea Maori. So it's the word for uh, either ball or ball and a
0: chord, depending
1: on the context.
0: Okay. So what made you get into Poi?
1: I first saw Poi when I was in a circus. So I'm in New Zealand now, but I'm from the US and yeah, I was in a circus there and someone there was doing Poi. So Poi has traveled from New Zealand across the globe. We don't really know how, but we see it popping up everywhere. And I just fell in love with it when I tried it. I didn't know what it was, and uh, someone just handed one to me at circus practice. I started spinning it in a circle, and I loved the way that it felt. There was something really entrancing about
0: it. Okay, you were in a circus? Yes. Or, wait, <laughs> I did not know that. What were you doing in the circus? Were you a clown, or were you born into the business? I was mainly doing stuff in the
1: air, so trappies, oh. things like that. And no, I just happened to come from a town with a circus history so that the name of the town is actually normal of all things. <laughs> so I was in a circus in normal Illinois. Can't make this stuff up. And oh, wow. I, I, yeah, I just really loved it because I was quite athletic, but I didn't like competing. So circus was a great home for me because I could do all my challenging physical stuff but it was like everybody wins at the end of the day because you're there to um perform and and have a good time
0: Huh. i i came from, i grew up in chicago so i'm from illinois um ah. we just we just moved here i know where normal is That's down south ain't it
1: yeah bloomington normal it's a twin city yeah. i i lived in chicago for a while i did my master's degree there
0: okay cool and i was living in Peoria before we came here. (laughs) So you know where that is.
1: Yeah. world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How cool. So, um, so you had to, you get onto, you get into, sorry, you get into this boy stuff and, and you're amazed with this. When did you decide that you wanted to make a business out of it?
1: Oh, that was a long journey. The first thing that happened was I just started teaching people around me because I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the very first thing that happened is I was just doing it everywhere, right? I would just bring it with me. And oh. if I got stressed out somewhere, or even if I was just going for a walk, I would just get out my poi, um, do a few movements and yeah, it just felt really nice. And um, people were asking me about it. And so I started teaching and I was living in Chicago at the time. I moved there at some some point when I finished my undergraduate degree and Yeah, I started teaching lessons. And, you know, people were feeding back to me all kinds of things. Uh, Like, oh, I'm going through a divorce. And when I'm doing poi, I find my mind is really clear. I'm I'm not thinking about it. Or, oh, I sit at a computer all day. And, you know, after I do poi, I feel like my posture is better. So I was hearing all of this feedback at the time. And I was running a little space in Chicago where people could come take lessons and learn about other flow arts. So poi Outside of New Zealand, Poi is part of something called Flow Arts, which is like hula hooping and staff and other things, other like objects that you manipulate and move around your body. So yeah, I was teaching people and then eventually, I don't know how how long you want the story to be, I'll cut to the chase, but I, I did some stuff with Poi in my master's degree. I was working with Poi as a digital musical instrument. So I embedded accelerometers and gyroscopes inside the Poi and it was making sound and light patterns anyway uh eventually that's cool (laughs) yeah we can we can side quest to that if you want later yeah um but eventually i just realized you know through these students that were coming to me and telling me about how they felt and through my own journey with poi, because i actually tore my rotator cuff quite early on and Mm. poi really helped with that rehab along with mental health i thought okay you know this is obviously really good for you uh even not knowing too much about it, just my own experience and others' experiences. And so I was trying to bring it to places like hospitals and senior living centers. And everyone was like, what is this? Who are you? You know, where's (laughs) the evidence to substantiate this as a therapeutic tool? And then it kind of dawned on me that if I went and did some uh, clinical trials and got some proper evidence to support POI as a therapeutic tool, I could actually open the door for it in so many places because it's so simple and accessible and affordable. And I thought so many people can benefit from this. There's just a paucity of research. So I moved to New Zealand. I promise I'm getting to the business. I moved to New Zealand to <laughs> do my, uh, my PhD on the effects of poi on physical and cognitive function, which we can certainly talk about if you want. Mm-hmm. And the business started organically out of that PhD research. It was never something I intended to do. But as I was doing the research and getting the results, uh, people were getting curious, wanting me to teach them, asking me if I knew someone, you know, where they lived who could come in and do Poi. And it, uh, it grew, just grew and grew from there.
0: That's so crazy. So people would ask you to to go to their house and show them how to do Poi as a therapeutic thing?
1: Yeah, it was more organizations. So uh, wow. senior care facilities, rehab mm-hmm. organizations. Community centers, things like that. And people were getting in touch globally, which is what actually spawned the certification program that I have now. So people can um, train and how to work with POI as a therapeutic tool.
0: <clears throat> so, are they doing that with PT, you know, physical therapy stuff here in the United States, you think, or has that started here?
1: Yeah, definitely. I have some instructors in the US who are doing awesome work mm-hmm. and yeah, just continuing to grow. And there's people doing POI everywhere um there's seen you know communities of people getting together and practicing poi in the park but working specifically with it as a therapeutic tool uh people will probably potentially doing that on their own in the same way that i kind of discovered it on my own but i do also have a team that's working globally on five
0: continents actually interesting so are there different hardness to the ball i mean i always think you know Will I hit myself? Would it hurt?
1: <laughs> yes. Are there different no, yes lengths, no.
0: <laughs> Are there different lengths of, of what it's attached to?
1: Yes. So there's many kinds of poi in the oh. same way that there's many ways you can move with the poi. So the traditional poi, I mean, going back mm-hmm. a couple hundred years, they were made of all plant materials, natural materials. So we have some native plants in New Zealand harakiki which is like a flax plant and rapo which is a bulrush plant anyway th- those were used to make poi and eventually yeah that evolved to some more durable materials and now today you see all kinds of poi fire poi glow poi everything but when you're working with poi as a therapeutic tool you definitely want the <laughs> the actual ball part to be very soft because you would Absolutely, hit yourself. That's part of it. But I've never had any injuries. And yeah, all my instructors <laughs> use something very soft for the head. So there's a couple of different ways you can make that. But the easiest one is just to get a sock, like uh-huh. a knee high sock, and put some rice in the end of it to give it a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're done. <laughs> that's
0: Interesting. Your and you could start, what do, if I did that, what would I do? <laughs> would I do it as a, as a fun life. thing? You know, I mean, what would I do with it?
1: <laughs> so I have all kinds of resources, depending on what you want to do with it. I have resources for through from kids all the way to, to older adults, people with dementia, Parkinson's, et cetera. But um, you could try some easy first movements like the figure eight. That's a really fun first movement. Hmm. And you can do that with one hand, two hands. There's all kinds of different patterns and combinations you could do so it, it's boys pretty versatile, you know. If you want to work out, it can be a workout. If you just want to chill, if you want to zone out, have it be more of a mindfulness practice, it can be that
0: too. Oh, interesting. That is so diversified with uses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, so what is that material made of today that People you guys make are there? Yeah.
1: People make them out of all kinds of things. So there's not one universal I guess in the same way that you can do a lot of things with it, you can you can make it a lot of different ways, and there are different points on the market. I just work with my instructors and in different communities with you know their resources, what they have, what they're trying to do, and then we figure out what poi is best for them.
0: Mm, okay. So, um, so when you started thinking that this was going to be a business, how did you go about that?
1: You know what? It happened so organically like there was not a moment when I thought okay I'm gonna sit down and make a business plan (laughs) it did not happen like that um so I guess what happened was towards the end of my PhD after I had the results so poi actually improved grip strength balance and the ability to sustain attention I started going into a few senior senior living facilities because I was curious you know outside of this Double blind randomized controlled trial that I did. Uh, how does POI work in the real world? And so that was kind of the early start of a business because uh as a as any good academic would, I was gathering some data as mm-hmm. I was there in that senior living facility, asking both the people living there and the staff, okay, if you were to work with POI as a therapeutic tool on a regular basis, what would you need? What kind of support would you need? What kind of resources would you need? Do you like it? Is it too hard? Is it too easy. So I, I was asking all kinds of questions and I used that to form my first product, which was actually just a PDF. And I, I just put it online and it had the results of my PhD research and some suggestions on how to work with poi in senior care and, uh, yeah, how to make the poi and what kind of movements, just really like basic stuff, how to structure a session. And it kind of started growing organically from there. Different kinds of people were getting in touch with me, asking me So I started to slowly expand into other markets, create more resources, more robust resources, was getting um, grant money and a lot of organizations getting in touch to collaborate. And I did get a few offers of investment, but I decided to turn those down um, for a few reasons. I, I think I mainly because I wanted the products and services to be high quality and true and tested. And maybe that's my background as an academic, you know, mm-hmm. in the world of business is often like you make something and you throw it out there, you know, you see if it works. But for me at that time, I was very rigorous. So <laughs> I wanted to go quite slow and make sure everything I was putting out was tried and true and tested and very high quality. And also entering investment is a big, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know these investors very well. And also capital wasn't key to starting up, right? Sweat oh. equity, my time was key. I didn't have physical products that I needed money for or technology. I mean, I just said you can make boy out of a sock and rice. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I ended up not taking investment and yep, just just growing slowly and organically. There was one little push that I got. I, I won a competition or I got second place in a competition through the university and I got some seed capital, but in order to take the money, I had to have a company. And I um, didn't I didn't even have a company at the oh time. Oh man. I was just doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I incorporated Spinpoy and that was a good push and quite a paradigm shift for me. I went from, you know, me and Spinpoy kind of being this nebulous meshed thing to Spinpoy being its own entity, me properly shifting into being a CEO and you know, having to think about my relationship to to money, you know, my personal morals and values, and the the values of the company, things like that. So that was a that was a little bit of a shift, but yeah, it was all quite organic.
0: How interesting! So Spin Poi, I love the name. How did you get? I mean, you know, I know it's Poi, you know it's Poi, but how did you get Spin in there and and playing around with the domain name and all that?
1: I think I've had that domain name for like. 15 20 years or something no like, way I got that domain name when I was quite young so when I was a kid I was doing a lot of digital stuff mm-hmm. um making little web pages and animations and graphic design and stuff and yeah I, well I was probably I was at least 17 or 18 because I only discovered poi around then but mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I got that domain name like then I just I... remember thinking about it and um I also there's another person who had the domain Flay poi, and I really Ooh. liked that. And I thought, oh, I wish I could have that. <laughs> but I think that maybe got me thinking and led me to spin poi, uh, which yeah, thank you, old it me, works. <laughs> me yeah. of the past. So I was great, great at thinking.
0: <laughs> it's like the universe is out there knowing what you were gonna do with this thing. How odd. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's so weird how the universe and, and our mindset just kind of works in that direction. I mean, you had no idea you were going to start a business. Um, so, you know, when you talked about you, you introduced this first to senior citizen homes and senior homes. Did you get any no's?
1: Yeah, I I get a, some pushback to this day and a few Different areas. One area that's very sensitive is because poi is a a Māori tanga or a Māori treasure. There's a lot of um. It's a it's an interesting area to be. Even though my business is a social enterprise, and at our core we are wanting to do good. That's what drives everything that we do and improve well-being for people. We're still using and working with uh, traditional and traditional knowledge and I am not Maori. I'm an outsider so I get some no's I mean I get a lot of yeses but I get some some people are skeptical in that area what are you doing with our right. fauna Yeah, profiting from our you know our tradition mm-hmm. and in terms of um, participants the, sometimes in senior care I see this a lot actually there's usually a few people around the edges who aren't not that interested to participate. But let me tell you, when we start spinning the poi and we put some music on, Mm -hmm. I am hard pressed to find someone who, you know, first they start like tapping a finger and then I just see them sneakily, you know, like grab a poi and maybe they're just swinging it a little bit. And like they get into it. Almost everyone gets into it. I've done quite a bit of research on um how much do you enjoy doing poi and do you want to do it again? Those are two questions I ask a lot. And it's around ninety-three percent across thousands of people in many different populations say yeah i enjoyed it and i want to do it again so Mm -hmm. that's pretty high because not everything's for everyone you know that's it's pretty good
0: yeah yeah so when people say no to you how do you handle that
1: oh yeah that's all good look i'm not trying (laughs) to push that's the great thing about my business i'm not i don't not trying to push anything on anyone it's like if you like this and this works for you that's awesome i'm here to support you and if not I'm here to support you too in whatever else you (laughs) want to go do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, is there an age limit to people using Poi?
1: Absolutely not. I have worked with all ages, including, you know, babies who are just barely old enough to hold on to a Poi. They still like squishing it and, you know, twirling it around. Well, maybe not twirling. That's quite a challenging action for a baby. (laughs) They like playing around with it. And here in New Zealand, I mean, kids grow up doing Poi. And same with the kuya and kama to the older adults, they, you know, poi is something you can do uh, sitting down, laying down, even if you can hardly lift a finger, you can still do poi.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, do you introduced it here first in the States by just running around Illinois and all that? And here?
1: Uh, I, I've been based in New Zealand since I started this. Okay. As a business. Okay. But I do courses all the time online and I'm actually coming to the U S in a couple of months and I'm running two certification courses there. So I'm running one in Kansas city in conjunction with the Parkinson's exercise and wellness center. And I'm running one in Seattle with a coach, uh, a senior community, senior living community. Um, so I usually pair up with organizations and then run, yeah, run training courses and anyone can participate. They don't have to be, um, In the healthcare or senior care industry, a lot of times I get people who just want to give back to their community or uh, maybe they found poi. For example, I have one woman in the U.S. who had a stroke. She lives in Arizona and she discovered poi and it it really helped her on a number of levels and she wanted to give back to her community. So she took my certification course and now she's teaching poi classes at her local senior center. So all kinds of people uh, come and learn and pass the benefits on to their communities.
0: Okay. So it has many health benefits. Does it cure anything or heal anything, you know, people who've had stroke or other, you know, diseases? And-
1: yes. It seems beneficial for basically every population I've worked with. So as I mentioned briefly, the, the results of the clinical trial were that, it and this was a trial for healthy older adults. So mm-hmm. older adults living out in the community It improved their grip strength, the strength in their hands, their balance and their ability to sustain their attention, Mm -hmm. which is quite exciting to see cognitive change, especially because it was a pretty short intervention period. And beyond that, um, you know, Poi is kind of a total package because A is exercise, which we all know Mm -hmm. is good for us. Um, (laughs) it's, It's a gentle movement. It's a repetitive rhythmic movement. And there's a lot of research about rhythmic movement uh, things like dancing and drumming for example so it has all those benefits going for it it engages not just the body but the mind because you have this object you have this external stimuli if you do something you're trying to do a move and you mess it up the point is going to hit you so you have this immediate feedback to what you're doing and so it's really cognitively engaging as well so it takes a lot of boxes uh for, you know, coordination, mental health, emotional well-being, physical exercise. I haven't seen it not work anywhere.
0: Really? Okay. It's I mean, yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, that's a major, major one. So, In terms of therapeutic interventions, something being fun is actually very important. Yeah. Because that's why we don't do, you know, you go and... When I tore my rotator cuff, they gave me one of those exercise bands. Yeah. And I was like... You know, two days later, I was like, couldn't even find it. I'd put it in the drawers. Was like, this is boring. I don't want to do it. Um, so what's really kind of cool and a little bit sneaky is that poi's really fun. And so people they're not thinking about that they're getting exercise or something like that. You know, when I'm using it in a hospital, for example, people aren't thinking about, oh, um, this person's asking me to swing the poi and reach forward and to hit something. They're not thinking, Oh, I'm engaging my core and I, you know, yeah. They're just enjoying the movement of the poi. So uh that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Cause you know, I've had injuries in sports. I've had PTs. I've had shoulder problems. I have all those bands too. They're different colors. Yeah. You them Indoor. Uh, um, my husband had two rotator cuff uh, shoulder surgeries. So, Ooh. and it his shoulder has never been the same. So maybe this could help. I'm
1: hoping. Absolutely, it's worth yeah. a try. You know, cost very yeah. little. Just give it a try and see how it is.
0: Yeah, so then when, when these are in PT places, there's just that one specific poi for PT and then there's a different poi for fun. Is that what no, I am to say? It's
1: it's all the same. It just it depends on it depends per person, right? Mm-hmm. So you can adjust the length, you can oh. adjust the weight, um, you, you just need to make it Whatever works for you. So everyone has like different length arms, and maybe yeah. you know, someone has an injury, or someone doesn't. Maybe it's like someone's a bodybuilder, and someone else, you know, has an injury, and they actually need very little weight. So you kind of just need to customize it. And my facilitators, that's one of the first things you have to do, right? Is see who you're working with and be like, okay, what are your needs, and then yeah. kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. So where do people buy this point?
1: You can buy them all over the place. I encourage people to look for someone making them in your local community. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just look up Poi, probably Poi Spinning, so that way you don't get the Poi the food oh. <laughs> <laughs> or any other Poi acronyms or whatever. If you look up Poi Spinning, um, you could look on Etsy. I mean, there's some big companies as well, but I also have a tutorial on three ways that you can make Poi in less than five minutes from stuff around your house. So you could also make them yourself.
0: That's so cool. Oh, wow. So I'm learning a lot about this place stuff. <laughs> I had no idea. See, I always thought it was Hawaiian food too. And yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> so this is good. Um, so we're just about getting ready to the last part of my interview. I think I've asked you all the questions I wanted to ask you. Do you have any other comments?
1: Oh, well, I'm around. So if anyone, uh, you know, wants to try it out, has any questions, well, spinpoy.com is where they can find out more. But also, like, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I always have time for people who are interested in learning. Um, Yeah, I'm here. You can reach me just spinpoy.com. My email is all over the place, it's kate at spinpoy.com.
0: Sounds good. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you a funny or weird question that you don't know ahead of time. So (laughs) if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. (laughs) So this is, hmm, I think I know this is particularly challenging. I've been vegetarian almost my whole life. Mm -hmm. I decided to Become vegetarian when I was two. Somehow my parents were like, "Wow,
0: seriously?" (laughs) Yeah. Wait, are your Uh, parents vegetarians too, or
1: no? No, they're not.
0: Oh Um, God. Okay. But I'm vegan now, but only semi recently.
1: So, like, all my food, like, I had my go to things when I was vegetarian, but now everything's like shuffled around in my head of like, what is my favorite things now because it's very different. Yeah. I would have to say. Some kind of sugary cereal, like a really bad for you cereal. (laughs) Like in New Zealand, we have very limited options. Like I'm not even sure Lucky Charms is vegan. If Lucky Charms is vegan, (laughs) I would would maybe say Lucky Charms with,
0: you know, oat milk or something like that. Just Um, any
1: sugary, terrible cereal.
0: Yeah. Oh, how funny. But you are allowed to eat those things as long as it's vegan, right? and yeah, crappy, yeah, crappy crappy cereal so bad for you
1: oh yeah you can you can eat really badly and still be vegan i try not to do that but <laughs> you can
0: <laughs> so so one other question and that will be the last question are you working on anything else right now
1: yes i'm working on so many things but you mean outside of spin boy
0: or just whatever literally. you want yeah whatever you're <laughs> working on sure
1: within spin boy um well, I'm about to go on a a tour, so I'll be doing some workshops in New Zealand, and then on to Vancouver to present at a conference, and then on to the U.S. So mm-hmm. I'm busy uh, planning for that, and I'll get to see my family, which is great. Yeah. So yeah. If you live in the in the U.S., I'm coming your way in July and August. So Sounds that's exciting. Good. Yeah. And yeah. Also doing you know all my other stuff like making music and skating and drawing and reading and dancing and plenty of other things happening.
0: <laughs> do you still do like a trapeze or stuff like that? Flow arts is what you call it?
1: Yeah. I am a little like old and battered. <laughs> I mean, I say old lightly, you know. <laughs> I I just can't do I don't want to do that hardcore stuff anymore cuz it's it's pretty hard on your body. I'm mm. um, into more gentle things, but I do some acro yoga and I still like doing handstands.
0: Uh, Wow. And, you know, climbing trees and stuff, but
1: nothing too intense.
0: (laughs) That sounds intense to me. Climbing trees and handstands. Oh my gosh. I couldn't do it.
1: (laughs) I guess it's all relative.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't have that kind of strength. You're so lucky you have a lot of strength there. So
1: I don't know. I'm sure you have a lot of strength in a lot of other ways. (laughs)
0: So thank you so much, Kate, for joining me today, or Dr. Kate. And uh, yeah, it was so nice to learn about Poi today.
1: Thank you. I had a great time sharing it with you. And thanks for having me.
0: Sure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And join me next week when we talk about how to use the law of attraction to get what you want. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and please share this episode with your friends. Please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And as always, the show notes will be available at eighthlevelpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.